Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome again. This is Tyrone, and this is my first episode of my new show that I'm doing called The Secret Math of Money. Now, this episode, really, I'm just going to talk about what it is I'm going to talk about. Um, why am I doing this show? First of all, um, everything we do has to do with money. I mean, think about it. We don't like to, we don't say it, but everything we do, go to work, um, everything we do has to do with money but we don't talk about it. And the problem that I've seen is that we didn't learn these things in high school, things that we should have learned about money, about how, how to handle it. You know, it's not rocket science. There are so many things that there are so, so many industries that are built around uh, money and our money, you know. But how many people know how to create a budget? How many people know how to invest, how many people know why they're saving money, you know, how many people, think about this, how many people know how interest is calculated, how many people know how to read your credit card statements, there are things that we didn't learn in high school that we should have learned, and we did, so what I want to talk about on this show uh, is how money works, here's, here's the thing, I've had several conversations, now, now let me back up first. I do not, I am not a financial planner. I am not a certified financial planner or anything. I am not certified any, any, anything in the financial realm. I have a master's degree in finance. That's all I have. Okay, an undergrad degree in accounting. So any, anything I talk about as far as investing, in, as far as any tactics or tricks, take them with a grain of salt. Learn on your own. The thing is, the information is out there. I'm not telling you any secrets. I'm not going to... Uh, reverse engineer the banking system and tell you how they're ripping you off. I am not going to uh, tell you some deep, dark secrets. I'm not going to try to sell you anything. I'm just going to have a conversation. If you're on Facebook Live and you want to hit me up and talk about it, fine. And we can talk about it. Okay, any any questions you have. I'm not going to get into the, the very ridiculously high-level details of, of finance as far as um, derivatives and all kinds of things like that, of how you finance a business. I'm not going to get into those things. That's not the goal of this show. This show is for to, to keep, it, keep it real, keep it low level, just to understand how money works. Um, you know, have you looked at your credit card statement and you couldn't figure out how, how they came up with your payment? You know, people. I know people who will be happily will happily brag about the fact that they have a credit card at four percent, and then they're paying the minimum payment every month. And they're like, "Oh, the 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 the, the bank likes me because the, my credit card likes me because they keep letting my payment go down every month. Look at that! I keep paying good, and they keep letting my payment go down every month. And you think, oh, they're liking me. They're really they. I'm a good customer. Okay, you're not. You know, they're. Understand, I'm not going to say they're ripping you off. I'm just going to say 
there's a reason that that payment goes down every month. Okay, you got to understand the math behind it. You know, when somebody says I'm only paying eight percent interest, and then you actually look at what they pay. Here's the thing: you borrow a thousand dollars. Okay, what are you paying back? That's your real interest rate. Forget all of that numbers they give you. What are you pay back? You might pay back eight hundred dollars on a thousand dollars. You're paying back eighteen hundred dollars. That's eighty percent interest in my book. You know, they say, well, what's the annual rate? Forget that. What did you pay back? Okay, that's all that counts. What are you paying back? So this whole show is just about teaching you about money. Again, I'm not going to try to try to give you all these secrets of how the banking industry works. It's not about that. This is about just understanding how money works, the math of money. Okay, you get your paycheck every two weeks. Okay, do you do a budget? No, I don't need a budget. I keep it in my head. You know, okay, you go to Starbucks every morning. You spend four dollars. That's no big deal. I spend four dollars on Starbucks, and then you realize by the end of the week you spent thirty-five dollars on Starbucks, and you can't figure out why you're broke. Okay, how many people? You know, myself included. You know, a lot of times you can't figure out why you're broke because you never sit down and write down what you're spending. Okay, but it's not just about that. Okay, think about this. You're lucky at your job. You got a retirement plan. Okay, you got a you you got money that your company is putting away from you every week or every month or whatever when you get paid, and you're just letting somebody else handle it. See, here's the thing: we don't talk about money because, and a lot of us just don't understand it. And it's not about being stupid; it's just that we were never never taught how to manage money. You know, you put your money in your retirement plan, and they give you a statement every uh, couple of every quarter, and you go, "Okay, I'm making money. My money went up." Um, Understand this. Let me let me explain that how Wall Street really works. They make a lot of money on fees, on management fees. You know, you say, well, my 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 mutual fund manager is only getting a one percent. Oh, that's not bad. He's only I'm only paying him a quarter of tenth of one percent to manage my account. Oh, I can work with that. But you put you and four hundred of your friends together, or four thousand, and all of a sudden this guy's got a billion dollars. He's managing, and he's making a million dollars a year, okay, to manage that fund. And over the course of that year, the fund loses 5%. And this guy's only making $950,000 now or $995,000, whatever, okay? And you go, oh, wait a minute. When I started, my journey with money goes back really to when I was in graduate school. And I did that whole thing about looking at uh, mutual funds and looking at the five-year rate and 10-year rate and growth and all this stuff, and I threw my money in an account, and I lost half of it in six months. And I realized right then, I could lose my own money for free. Why am I going to pay somebody to lose my money for me? Okay, That's what we talk about investing. Uh, Wall Street, as we call it, has given us this this idea that this is too much for us to understand, on that they are the smartest guys in the room. Okay, they're not the smartest guys in the room. These were the guys that cr- that crashed the economy ten years ago. Okay, they are not the smartest guys in the room. Um, what they do, give them credit. I'm not saying they're ripping you off. They're getting paid to do something. My question is this: Why are you paying somebody to do something that you can learn how to do yourself? Because you know people don't want to deal. When I put my money away, I don't want to deal with it. You know, um, but it's your money. It's your money. And at the end of the day, one of the reasons you work is so that at some point in your life, you can retire. And when you retire, you got money. 
you, you put it in this guy's hands. There was that commercial that was on a couple of, still rotates on, and the guy says his broker always asked him about the kids, and he always thought he was talking about his own kids. He realized he was talking about the broker's kids because he put the broker's kids through school with his fees. Understand this. There's a difference between a management fee and a fee to perform. I don't even know who does a fee to perform. But a management fee is I'm going to manage your money. I might manage it good or bad, but I'm going to manage it, and you're going to pay me to manage it, regardless of the performance of how well it does. Okay? So if that mutual fund that you bought loses 5%, well, okay, it just happened. You know, see, here's the thing. Let me back up. And I, I get excited when I talk about money, people, so you have to excuse me. Um, used to be, going back 20 years ago, where you got cold calls, you got brokers that would actually cold call people. And they will call you. And, I mean, we're going to get into this in a, in a later show, and I'll go more in detail. But brokers will cold call people to try to get them to buy stocks. And there was all kinds of tricks that they would use. Um, well, this stock is going to go up. You want to get it on the ground floor, blah, 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 blah. And you put your money in. Stock may go somewhere or may not. But if it, if it went somewhere, then if it, if it rose, oh, he, he did good. If it dropped after you bought listening to this guy, well, that happens in the market sometimes. You know, you can't always predict. So what, are, what value are you bringing to the table? You know, if you're telling me, you know, I could have went and bought that stock. And see, and that's another thing about stocks. And stocks is one of my real favorite things. You can read books, and I've read many books about stocks and how the value of stocks are. And this is, again, this is just my own opinion. It's a bunch of BS. Stocks go up and down. Okay, somebody can say, well, according to this calculation, the true value of this stock is this. It's, it's, this stock is really worth $40. It's selling at 33 but it's really worth 40 No, it's worth 33 I see, and that's what we're going to get into. And here's the thing about that, the value of something. Somebody can say, what's your house worth? Well, my house is worth $300,000. Not if you can't get anybody to pay you $300,000 for it. And see, the value is something that happened in 10 years ago when the housing market collapsed they come up with all these big words when the market collapsed what that basically meant was that what you were thinking your house was worth somebody else didn't agree with you okay what's your house worth what's your car worth it's only worth what you can get somebody to pay you for it plain and simple you know think about job search my other show i do about job search well, I used to make $130,000 a year. I'm worth $130,000 a year. Not if you can't get somebody to pay you $130,000 a year. That's the reality of value. Value is not what you think. It's what you can get somebody to exchange dollars for what you're offering. Okay, These are the kind of things we're going to get into on this show. We're going to talk about value. We're going to talk about investing. We're going to talk about stocks. We talk about stocks a lot. I'll probably give you some stock ideas, some stock tips. But the biggest thing about stocks is that people need to know this. You can go to a broker and they you, – you can go online do all kinds of research about stocks. And you can read what this analyst says and this analyst says and what this one says and this one says and all these other – you know. and it's no guarantee that any of them are going to be right. So think about that a minute. It is no guarantee. Okay? So there was a thing that Wall Street Journal used to do it years ago, was they would put the stock table on the, on the wall. I've told the story several times. They put the whole stock table on the wall, all the stocks. 
and they would get monkeys to throw darts at the wall. Okay, and whatever stocks the darts hit, they would create a, a, a an imaginary portfolio of those stocks, and then they would track it all through the year. And at the end of the year, they would see, well, did the monkeys' portfolio do better, or did these other mutual funds do better? Theoretically, the monkeys should have gotten waxed every time. They didn't. That's the thing, people. Stocks go up and down for a million and one reasons. Okay, we will get more in depth on on that when we when we uh, when I do the show on stocks. Maybe that'll probably be the first one, first one of the few ones I do. Stocks go up and down for a thousand reasons, a thousand times a second. It has nothing to do with research. It has nothing to do with news. It has it has all kinds of things. It's like the stock market is like a luxury liner where everybody's rowing. Instead of hedging, everybody's got an oar, and they're just rowing. And every now and then, everybody happens to row at the same instant in the same direction, and the boat moves. Okay. We'll get into that. We'll get deep into, into stocks. I, I will try not to make it boring because it's, it's really not rocket science. And that's my point of the things that I'm going to talk about. It's not rocket science. Uh, investing is not rocket science. Creating a budget is not rocket science. Understanding your credit card statements, it's not rocket science. None of this stuff is rocket science. But everybody has you believing it is. You know, I just saw something where a bank, and I wrote it down because it was so crazy. Banks last year made $32 billion in overdraft fees. Think about that. Overdraft fees. So, they basically charge people who didn't have the money in the first place. Okay? $32 billion. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm saying they charge people who didn't have money. Why? Because you overdraft. Now, if you understood how your money works, if you understood how to balance a checkbook, and you know, we don't have to do that as much anymore because a lot of times we pay uh, electronically, but you've got to understand why we used to balance checkbooks. You've got to understand why, because of that whole issue of float, where if you wrote a check on this date and it got to the bank on this date, there was three or four days in between where your money was in flux, that you said, okay, even though it shows in my account, I better not spend it. Okay. Now everything is electronic, but here's the catch. Even though everything is electronic, and, and you may have experienced it when you transfer money from one account to another in another bank, and it takes three or four days to get there, and you're going, wait a minute. This is all electronics. Why is it taking this three or four days? During that time, that three or four days when you don't have access to your money, the bank is investing your money. That's another thing you got to understand. Again, I'm not trying to bash banks. I just want you to understand things. When you have too little money, according to the bank, your, your, your balance is below a prescribed amount. They may charge you a handling fee, or they call it something else. They basically charge you because you're not giving them enough money to hold. Okay, but they are still taking your money and investing it and making money off it. Banks make money. We'll talk about how banks create money, okay? But they're telling you, well, you haven't given us, we need $5,000 minimum in these accounts. You only have $4,000, so we're going to charge you something, okay? We're going to charge you this money for it. Uh, for, we're going to charge you a fee to manage your account because it's so small, but we have to dedicate people to it. But then they take your money and it goes into the general fund account with everything else and they're investing your money. So, you know, understand that. Again, I'm not saying banks are wrong. Banks are in business to provide provide a service and they do that. But understand, 
how this is all working. My goal is to just to go through all this working. Wall Street, the same way, they make, I wrote it down here, they make $42 billion in fees, uh, in, in management fees, okay, for managing your money. Now, if you're managing my money, I expect that when the market goes down, because ain't nobody managing the market, I expect my value to go up, okay, when it, because I have a money manager. You are managing my money, okay? If if you are not bringing value to the table, then why am I paying you? Oh, you're only paying me a point four two three percent of the total. So for yours, you only paid me $27 last year. It's not that big a deal. My time is definitely worth that. Wait a minute, bro. You had $27 billion in that account. So not you made $114 million last year for losing money. What's wrong with this? You know, what's that? Start explaining, Lucy? Okay. There's something wrong here. Okay. Again, I'm not trying to bash them. They provide a service. But part of the service is keeping you ignorant in, a, in, a, in an intellectual way of what they're doing. You know, um, when you buy stocks, yeah, you pay a commission because of that transaction. Okay, I've heard some really crazy things that banks do that, that investment banks do. They're not technically illegal, but you go back ten years ago when we had that stock market crash, when the, when, the, when the global financial market got got waxed. Um, a lot of stuff came out that, that was like people were doing where the brokers weren't necessarily acting in their client's best interest. Huh? You're you're advising me, but you're not really you're not necessarily working in my best interest with your advice. You're telling me to buy things. Movie. If you if you see no other movie this year, uh, other than Fences, <laughs> Birth of a Nation, go see The Big Short. It's probably on cable now. Go see The Big Short. That movie just breaks down so much of how things work. Again, I'm not trying to bash nobody. I just want you to know. I want you to understand. Okay, when is it better to take out a personal loan versus taking out, or putting it on your credit card? If you charge something on your credit card, uh, when should you pay it back? How do they calculate that interest? It says three percent, but what are they really charging you for interest? Because we go in this what annual percentage rate. Okay, how much interest are you going to pay in a year based on, okay, we came up with a year? My point is I borrowed $1,000. I paid you back 1500 Well, you paid that back over a long period. I paid you $1,500. Okay, that's 50% interest. I don't care if I paid it over two days, two months, two years, or 20 years. I paid 50% interest, you know. Just so you know, okay, maybe I had no choice, but I have to pay this. I had to do this this way. But my point is, understand that number they show you is not a real calculation because of other things that happen in your account. Because every time you pay the minimum, which they want you to do, the minimum drops. Okay? The minimum keeps dropping. So understand why the minimum keeps dropping. Understand how long it could take you to pay off a credit card, to pay, you know, to pay off your car. Why should you pay off your car early? Why, when should you lease versus buy a car? There's some valid reasons for both. 
But if you are leasing because you can get a nicer car, I mean, I see the cars on TV, really nice luxury cars, and those lease payments are not much more than I'm paying for my car note. But then, I, you know, I say, okay, in X number of years, I will be paid off. This car, I'm always paying. You know, if that's what you want to do, fine. You know, we have eagles. We all have eagles. And I'm not saying you should not do something, you know, to, 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 to soothe your ego. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying understand it. You know, understand the long and short term ramifications of that. You know, if you have a if you have a job where they match your four hundred one K, you know, you put in three percent or four percent, they'll they'll match it up to X percent. If nothing else, put in up to what they max. Because that right there you are doubling your investment. Okay. If you can put in extra fine, but at least put in what they're matching. Okay. So this is this show this, and I don't know, I'm probably going to do it every two weeks because um, i got to do a lot of, a bit of research for each show. But this is what this is about, the secret math of money. It's those things that we did not learn in high school, but we should have. My theory is when you graduate high school, you should be a full-functioning citizen of this country, which means you can write cursive, uh, you can understand your paycheck, you can understand how to budget your money. You can understand how to save your money. You can understand how to invest your money. Okay, of Investing, it, it involves a level of risk. I am not going to sit here and say investing is, is, is risk-free unless you buy bonds or something like that, government bonds. Those are pretty safe. But there is a, an, an, a, an element of risk. But let me ask you this question. How much is your bank, and I'm not going to name any banks, but how much is your bank paying you? on your savings account? What interest rate are they giving you on your savings account or your checking account? Half of 1%, maybe, whatever, quarter of a percent? So basically, you're parking your money with them, and they're keeping it for free. They got an interest-free loan because the bank is in loaning your money out. Okay, that's how banks make money. They create money. Again, I'm not trying to bash banks. Banks provide a service. I'm just trying to let you understand the process. Okay, You want to know what your bank's spread is? Go to your bank and ask for a car loan or ask for any kind of loan and see what interest rates you get. And then look at what they're paying you for that money. So in effect, they're kind of giving you back your own money. They're loaning you back your own money, but they're getting interest off it. You know, they're, they're paying you 1%, but you're paying them 16%. That's their spread. So, yeah, so that's what I'm going to talk about. Those are the kinds of things. Now, this week, didn't really want to get into anything. I just wanted to introduce myself to some people who may not know me and talk about the show. Now, if you got a question, you can Facebook Live it here or here, wherever you're, you're thinking. Or you can hit me up on Facebook. You can um, I'll be more than happy. If I don't know the answer, I'll be more than happy to dig it up. But my thing is this. The more we know about our money, the more we know about managing our own money, the better off we'll be. My personal opinion and this is just my speculation. Again, I think we're going to have probably a, st- a market, a stock market correction this year. Okay, depending on how big you think a correction is, to qualify as a as a as a um, as a um, correction. Hey, Cindy, one of my old high school friends, Liberty Street. Um, but that's just my thought. How do you weather that? What do you do? What? How do you prepare if you think the market is going to correct? What should you do with your money? Should you invest in gold? I hear people talking about invest in gold and commodities and invest in these things, um, different different parts of the, the stock market. Invest in companies. You know, 
I do what some people would say is a minimal amount of research. Um, I'm not guaranteeing my return. Neither is that guy who spent two weeks digging through Google's um, 10K reports. Understand this. When you talk about investing, you're talking about either you buy or you don't, either you sell or you don't. That's the decision you're making. You're buying or selling. Okay? All that research is not helping you to some extent. You know? Um, so anyway, those are the things we're going to talk about. Let me check my notes just to make sure I didn't, didn't miss anything. Um, but, yeah, my goal, again, my goal is to help people understand the simple things of money, of, of, of how money works, okay? We'll all be better off. I'm not selling anything. Um, I may sell stuff in the future. I don't know. But right now, I'm not selling anything. This is just free. This is me. You want to know why I'm doing this show? The people that know me have known me all my life, um, some of my high school friends here, you know my mother. And I always say this. I'm my mother's child, and my mother would do this if she had the opportunity to provide knowledge. Because here's the thing with knowledge. I've been blessed that I've had some education in these things. If I die, all that knowledge dies with me. If I don't pass it on to my child, to my friends, they pass on to their friends, that knowledge dies with me. And then the next person has to start all over and learn these things over and over and over. So that's why I'm doing this. Because it doesn't, I don't want people to spend the rest of their life we relearning everything. Okay. There are whole industries, particularly the, the financial industry, that is built on us not knowing, us, us not understanding what's happening with our money. They're built on that, okay. on our ignorance. And I don't mean that as an insulting term. They are built on us, on, on the average person remaining ignorant, ignorant of their own money, ignorant of, you know, oh, just let me handle it for you. Jackie or Cindy or whoever, I'll handle it for you. I got your best interest at heart. And then when it goes sour, well, you know, you can't predict these things. You know, it's like, well, no, you didn't say that back when you were asking me to hold my money. You were telling me how, yeah, you know what you were doing and, yeah, yeah you're going to this kind of return. You know, when you understand that, you understand why it's so ridiculous that Mad was it Russell Madoff, the guy who built people out of $50 billion, how it was so ridiculous that he was able to go on that long. Anybody would have looked at that. You didn't have to be trained. Anybody would have looked at what he was doing would have said, you know what, this dude is ripping folks off. It's, 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 you cannot have a consistent 8 or 10% return every year. You can't do it in the stock market. Okay? So, again, remember, these are the smartest people in the room. The smartest people in the room are getting ripped off like crazy. You know? Um there's the whole idea of how fast you trade. You know, people get these super fast computers. So they can trade in split second. Doesn't matter. If I'm buying something, I'm holding on to it for two weeks or three months. Oh, okay, I bought it at 302.4 seconds or 302 in 10 seconds. Doesn't matter. I'm rambling. Um, but thank you. I just, like I said, this week I just wanted to introduce the show just to let you know what kinds of things we're going to talk about. Um, I will be doing this show um, probably every other week right now because i got my other show every week, and I may even switch that one to every other week and alternate the two of them just because that's a lot of work to do. Um, but I'll be doing it. If you got questions, you see me on Facebook, hit me up with a question, 
topic you want to talk about, you want me to talk about, you want me to do some research on, I'll be more than happy to. Cause I like money stuff. That's just, you know, ain't got none, but I love it. Um, but if it's something you want to talk about, you want me to talk about, you want me to investigate for you. Um, again, I'm not ex- doing exposés on anything. I'm not trying to bash any industries. I'm, I'm not a certified financial planner. And, and I don't, and I have to stress that because I don't want to go to court. Everything I say is my opinion. Everything I say is my opinion. You listen to it, fine. You don't, fine. Okay. But this is all my opinion. Um, take it for what it's worth. You don't want to believe me, fine. Go get a book and look it up yourself. Okay. Do your own homework. You know, I say go get a book, man. You can do stuff on Google now. Okay. You can Google and learn anything you want. So, that's what. I'm here for. That's what I'm trying to do. It's just trying to to get people. Like I said at the beginning of the show, everything we do in life is somewhat connected to money, and it's the one thing that we rarely talk about because we don't want nobody to know how much we make. We don't want anybody to know how much we have. We don't want nobody to know how much we owe. We don't want anybody to know how much we're spending. Okay, that's just how we are. But that is the one thing in our lives, money, that just seconds left. That's the one thing in our lives that infiltrates everything we do. You know, you love your children. You want to have a birthday party. How much is it going to cost? You know, you love your children. It's Christmas time. You know, you see people on, on, on Black Friday and they're running around in Walmart beating people up and running people over with their carts. And you go, really? Because they've done that math of, okay, if I buy it in, de- in November, I'll get the bill in December. I want to... My, my bonus by then. Okay. Um, we'll talk about why people, you know, why you should be buying assets instead of commodities. Okay. So anyway, I have rambled. <laughs> I, I I thank you all. I appreciate those who hung in with me. Uh, probably in two weeks you'll see me again. Two weeks from today I'll probably do the show. And um, we'll go from there. But again, thank you. I uh, hope you find this information that I'm going to be giving you. I hope you find it useful. Um, I hope you, if you, if you, if it intrigues you and fascinates you, then please, by all means, go and do some more research. So, with that, everybody, thank you so much, and um, I will talk to you in two weeks, uh, right around the time when the Cowboys about to whip somebody behind. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.